You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to wander. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your glorious host, JC. With me today, as per usual, is the queen of everything herself, Kiki, and the local cryptic expert. Cord. How you guys doing today? I'm living on caffeine and regret right now. Aren't we all? I'm so tired. I'm living on puppy kisses and <laughs> smoothies right now. Noise. More of a wholesome thing to, to run off of. You guys know how like two nights ago from recording this, I messaged our little group chat and I was like, do either of you want a kitten? Yes. So there's a 99% chance that that kitten's going to stay with me forever. Yeah, I I, I kind of thought so because of the Star Wars blanket. and. I mean, that was just because I thought Cord would go for it. But more specifically, he he loves me. Can I just be honest with you? You can always be honest with me, Cord. I think cats are the worst pets ever. Um, They're literally the worst. I think False. birds birds are the worst pets. I disagree. I love my cat. He's my familiar. He gets me. 90% of the time, cats want nothing to do with you. They jump on the counter and wreck everything up. Except my cat. Most of the time, your experience with cats are, oh, I wonder where the cat is, and cleaning its shit out of a box. No, dude, (laughs) listen. I can literally call my cat right the fuck now, and that cat will come to me. Absolutely. Nah. He thinks he's a dog. He was raised as a kitten with two large dogs, and he acts like a dog. He lays with all the dogs in the house. Like, he brawls out like a fucking dog, and he comes whenever I call him, no matter where he is in the house. Boom. There he is. He takes treats like a dog. He sits up like a dog. If the dogs are getting treats, he sits with the dogs waiting for a treat. He is a dog. That's crazy, because I think my dog is the opposite. I think my dog was born a cat. (laughs) And he doesn't get up on counters. He doesn't get on the table. He has he has never once knocked anything off of a table. I'm telling you, he does not understand how to cat. And he's the cutest thing in the whole goddamn world. And his name is Leroy Jane Jenkins. That being said, yeah, I do like cats. I just don't like them as pets. I like right. to visit cats. I can go home and not have to deal with them. Like children. Like children. Exactly. Lovely. So, um... I just want to get this out of the way because I know that some of our listeners, you know, they they know that we're here in Pennsylvania. Wait, we are? Yeah. We made that abundantly clear from the very beginning that we definitely are Pennsylvania podcast. So I just want to say, hashtag, he fucking did it. Do not understand why the fuck he is out of jail. Uh, Technicalities. A technicality that is redonkulous. Pretty shitty. Let's just hope he just goes soon. Oh. I mean, of natural causes, <laughs> not. <laughs> we do not want to no, know. <laughs> citing violence here, okay? Just, just make him go soon. <laughs> Matt yeah, had a heart mean? attack naturally because he's old. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. let's just that's hope fine. he he dies, and then we never have to deal with it again. And I hope no one goes to his funeral. And in fact, I hope people get to piss on his grave. That's that's what I hope. Well, all right then. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going that far, but if that's how you feel, <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. All right, so we're just going to jump right in to today's topic, <laughs> which is uh, going to be so much fun, because speaking of pissing on things... <laughs> uh, wait, there's piss involved? I didn't know there was piss involved. I'm going to piss all over this shit. It's, I'm going to piss all over everything. <laughs> is that your attempt at prefacing that we're going to be doing some debunking today? <laughs> yes. Just, <okay>. just a tad. <laughs> As in all of it. Uh... It's all bullshit. But we're going to talk about bullshit today. Haunted paintings. Cursed paintings. 
Yes. Spooky paintings. Spooky paint. Spooky paintings. Yes. They. Some of them are definitely weird, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're haunted or cursed. A lot of them are really cool looking. Yeah. I like looking at paintings. I know that's kind of like a general thing, but it's <laughs> 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 kind of what they're made for specifically. But there's a lot of artists out there that are very happy to hear that you said that. <laughs> It's just, it'd be different if I said, I liked tasting paintings. And it's... <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's a, that's a new thing. Mission Spooky. Paste the painting. <laughs> no, because like what they use lead-based paints. Mm. Taste, what does it taste like? It tastes like coffee and regrets. Mm, it tastes like neurotoxins. Lead, Nothing maybe. but regrets. Hey, Spooksters. Interrupting the show for just a minute here to talk about some art that isn't cursed. PA native and actor Dave Vescio is now also an award-winning artist. His new website is davevescio.com, and let me tell you, a few of these pieces will be mine. Dave's macro photography of urban decay is simply amazing. He takes the old and discarded and makes it look colorful and interesting again. But don't take my word for it. Head over to the website and check out my two favorites. Abstract portraits number one and number six in a series called They're Always Watching Me. In addition to his abstract photography, Dave also has some impressive landscape and nature photographs, such as The Wild Wild West and A Trail of Leaves. Dave doesn't skimp on the quality of his limited edition prints either. As a professional framer, I know all about Chromalux HD aluminum, and these pieces will be absolutely stunning on that medium and ready to easily hang on your wall. Under the gift shop and posters tab, Dave also offers certain prints on Moab Slick Rock metallic paper, a medium for those of us who would prefer to frame and mat the artwork ourselves. If you join Dave's free VIP club, you'll get 20% off your first purchase, like I just did. Exclusive VIP offers and sales for collectors, advance notice on select new art releases, and upcoming art shows to see his work in person. And I don't know about you guys, but I am so ready to get back to seeing art up close and personal after missing over a year of shows. So head over to davevescio.com, that's D-A-V-E-V-E-S-C-I-O.com, and check out all of your options to get a beautiful piece of artwork that we promise doesn't come with a curse. Okay, so funny, you know, story. You you start looking at these paintings and you hit like the, oh, top 10 cursed paintings of the blah, blah, blah. Or the top six of the top five. They're always the same ones. So let's go there. Let's talk about them. Because they're literally just the same goddamn paintings over and over and over again. Highly disappointed in this research. I feel like during our cursed dolls, we went into why dolls are spooky and not so much the cursed dolls. So now we can get into just not why paintings are cursed. Just give it to me. I think we established why things are cursed, though, in general, with the doll episode. I will I will say that, right? I kind of feel that way. Sure. I did the extra research on that. But, I mean, a painting is, is a painting. You know, somebody puts it together. Somebody puts the art out there. You throw it up on a wall and then... <laughs> sometimes literally, uh, and then is it cool looking or not? I think that's the difference here between other cursed objects and the paintings themselves is that the, well, I don't, you kind of say that for clothing too, is like, you know, the artwork that goes into it. Cause I don't want to demean any form of art, including fashion. Cause I think they're all relevant, but paintings are a little different because you're buying that and you're putting it up on a wall and it's there all the time. Whereas a doll might be sitting just like, in a room might be a little bit more personal. Your clothing might not wear that same dress or that same outfit like every single day. The painting is usually in some place that's you want everybody to see it. That's just my kind of opinion of the mindset of buying it in the first place. Sure. I know when I commissioned my uh, Live Laugh Limp Biscuit painting, I wanted to put it right in the doorway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, wait. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> that is real art. I commissioned a live, laugh, limp biscuit painting. I, I don't doubt it at all. Hanging it's just in my house. Absolutely synchronicity happening. And hopefully uh, Logan and Ben are listening to this episode because holy crap, not to get too far away, but honestly, on Tales of Thern, they just had a whole conversation about the fact that Joey thought that 
Limp Biscuit was better or the, on the same level as Beastie Boys. And I thought Logan was going to like slap him through the fucking Discord. Yeah. And so we've kind of been trolling him like ever since that episode came out <laughs> because he said, because Logan asked him if he listened to Sabotage and he was like, I think so. Like one time he goes, yeah, what were you like fucking 12? Like go back and listen to do it now. Everything about Beastie Boys is superior. <laughs> I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing. And I can't believe that you actually. Okay. <laughs> there are actually two Limp Bizkit songs that I like. Ironically, they're the same ones mentioned on their episode. So were you doing that ironically or because you seriously love Limp Bizkit? I just want to know. Uh, both. That's, that's fair. I understand the Limp Bizkit memeage, but I also understand that like 90% of the people that shit on Limp Bizkit now, 20 years ago, were fucking jamming to hot dog flavored water. And don't give me that bullshit. I don't know that one. What? That's like their one famous song. It's not what? a. It's not a song. It's an album. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the one that had like rolling on it and yeah. Nookie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know the name of the album. Uh, those are the two songs that I know that I like. That's yeah. that's it. It's Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Okay, so they were taking a page from Ween. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese and chocolate. If if you guys have not listened to Ween out there, dude, fucking pick up the 12 country songs album and just have some fun. I mean, Man. piss up a rope is like my favorite fucking song ever. So we just are... gonna throw that out there. So unbelievably off track. <laughs> yep. Paintings again. <laughs> this paintings. Is what happens when, when it's really not as spooky as we were hoping. We wind up talking about Limp Bizkit. Um, <laughs> from now on, that is, the, that is the meme for this show. Every time we pick up on a subject, we're like, this is going to be so fucking awesome. And then we re- research it. And we're like, this fucking sucks. Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Pick a painting and you go. You go. Me? Yeah, you go. Uh, jeez. Okay, <laughs> I'll. Uh, I guess I'll start with this one. One of the ones that, if you search curse paintings, that will come up pretty regularly is a painting called "Man Proposes, God Disposes," which has a really cool story to why the painting was painted or what it was painted about, but doesn't really have any solid evidence that I could find of it being spooky in any way or cursed. So. The painting was painted in 1864. It was oil on canvas, and it was painted by Edwin Landseer. It is a painting of a campsite in the Arctic that is completely destroyed. There's two polar bears just ransacking the campsite. One of them is very clearly eating a dead body because there's ribs and it's chewing on a bone. The other is tearing a piece of cloth off of what looks like either a tent or a mast of a ship or something. It's a pretty powerful image. He was inspired by the Lost Franklin expedition, which was kind of relevant at that time. It was only 20 years ago. Compared, I guess I should say, it was 20 years before it was painted. This was in 1864. So <laughs> it was in 1845 mm. when I guess they lost contact with expedition i will say that the wife of sir john franklin was not happy that the painting was painted (laughs) (laughs) because i would probably be a little upset if i was her as well because this is depicting essentially her husband getting eaten by polar bears but (laughs) yeah not cool the curse comes in where i believe it was bought by the university of london allegedly it also most of the time hangs covered by a flag because it is said that if you look at this painting long enough the actual oil on canvas painting that you will go insane it has some powerful imagery in it but i really don't think that that would cause anybody to go crazy the only real story i found of this happening was rather vague where somebody said a student went crazy during exams, after staring at this painting for an extended period of time, wrote all over their exams, the polar bears made me do it, and then killed themselves. Which doesn't, it's not a funny situation, but I don't really think that happened. 
I haven't found any solid proof that that happened. This is an urban legend. If you look at it, allegedly, you go crazy, and they keep it hung up in the school anyway. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm pretty sure that if it caused you to go insane, they'd probably just not hang it up anymore. But I guess, dare to dream. <laughs> they put a union flag over it during during exams because of that legend. So that's kind of funny. I, like, yeah, it's kind of. It took it pretty serious. It is a really cool painting. I like it. I like polar bears. <laughs> I do. And uh, I do like it. There's a medium named Philip Solomon who also said that if you look at this painting, you're going to see more in it. Like, you'll be able to pick up on different types of imagery within this painting, and that it's said to open up like your third eye, basically. So that you can have more psychic ability. And I hesitate to say what people see in the painting. Because I feel like as soon as you say, oh, I saw blank. uh, You'll find it in there. Because you're, we already talked about this with the dolls. Your brain is going to try to find the things that it thinks are there now. Because someone said they're there. However, I've stared at this painting for a really long time because... You want to go crazy. You want it to go insane? Because that's what I'm currently doing. (laughs) I figure I'm already crazy, so we're good. Um, I can't get much worse than I already am. Yeah, I'm already crazy. But I was focusing on the the first thing that I noticed was the bones. The rib cage that could very well be a human rib cage without showing so so i like that about it it's it's macabre in that it definitely you know the bear's most likely eating a dead human being but you don't see anything else so everything else is inferred which makes it more creepy i think the less you see the more your mind starts to make up for that and then it it sort of becomes a little bit more creepy yeah the painting overall is yeah is pretty powerful and i i agree it's kind of oh thanks for making a painting of my you know my husband died on this mission so yeah a little insensitive perhaps but still interest another interesting fact that i found while researching this painting is they actually only found one of the franklin expedition ships like seven years ago i think it was in like 2014 or 2013 oh they they like just found one of the franklin ships i haven't like actually dug into that to see how true that is i was like wow that thing has been lost for a long time. I had read sort of just the brief overview of this one because you said you were going to, you know, read about it too. And that, guys, yeah, I, I saw there were two ships, but I didn't realize that they just assumed they were gone. <laughs> I guess when you don't hear from them for like, you know, years, you're like, yep, they're gone. Huh. I could look into it a bit more, but I believe they just found other ships. So. Oh my God. This is the terror. Holy fuck. Yeah, shit, fuck, damn. Wow, okay. So I didn't put two and two together on this one. Yes, you are correct. In 2014, they found the wreck of the Erebus. um, And then two years later, they found uh, the wreck of the Terror, which, fantastic book. This is a drama series out that was 2018-2019 from Dan Simmons' book from 2007. And it is a fictionalized account of Captain Sir John Franklin being lost in the Arctic. And, um, you know, a a very interesting concept of what might have happened to them. So, yeah, those were the two ships, the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror. Wow. Franklin Expedition did not even click in my head. That's a damn good book. All right. uh, JC, did you did you actually do any research uh, at all or we're just going to? So, yes. Okay. so I'm yes. Stop giving me shit all the time. Okay. (laughs) That's my job. I'm uh I looked into the stagecraft or the hanging man. It goes by either or. Oh, that one's a weird one. It is a weird one, which is why I was like, yes, that's that's the one I want to do. Actually, it's because it came up that there could be a ghost attached to it. Oh, by the way, there could be a ghost attached to the painting. Um so the the painting is actually a painting of a picture that was taken in Tombstone, Arizona. 
It was the old stagecoach stop at Tombstone. Some guy named James Kidd took the photo, and then I believe it's Stephen Wagner. He uh, very much liked said photo and was like, hey, can I paint that? James Kidd was like, yeah, sure, why not? Oh, I should also say, in the original photo, there appears to be a headless man, and that's why Stephen was like, ooh, it's a ghost. So... He started feeling like he needed to paint it, so he paints it, and then he started having weird stuff happen in his home. So one thing was that they, apparently it was hung in an office. Every morning, they'd have to like straighten it because like I guess at night, it would just move a little bit. Like It was, it was not the spookiest thing. Telekinetic starfish. Oh yeah, yeah. The tele- uh, okay, it's they labeled it telekinetic starfish, but apparently they had like these three large starfish on the wall that they had stuffed, and then one of them like apparently flew across the room at them, which I actually found amusing because you know it's funny. <laughs> exactly. You're, I was thinking of a shuriken, you know, like <laughs> going at you, but it's a starfish. It's like a SpongeBob ninja. <laughs> But yeah, so essentially some creepy things started to happen around this painting wherever it was hung from a a leak in the roof of a garage. They had someone come and repair it and then it continued to leak. They kept like spending money to like get it fixed. It kept leaking like whenever it rained. And then finally they just moved the painting and then the roof never leaked again. So put something up and then take it away and the activity stops. It might have been connected to the to the thing that you put up. So this one is weird because the story behind the photograph, I think, is where it becomes sort of interesting. So if the photograph was, let's say, haunted, but it's it's just a photo like the ghost doesn't want to be in that. Could he have manipulated and or let's say possessed Mr. Steven to make a painting for him to be in. The original photograph by James Kidd was an accidental double exposure. One side of the photograph is of an old wagon with a barn in the background, and the other one was of one of the more modern day tombstone stagecoaches, which if you guys have ever been to Tombstone, they still have like you can ride around in a stagecoach and take a tour and it's really effing cool. The legend here is that this headless man who appears in the photograph originally he has no idea how that got into the picture the original photograph then somebody comes around and paints the photograph and then that painting supposedly becomes haunted it's kind of a roundabout way to get there but i'm like i think the actual photograph is more interesting than the the painting except for the starfish because i think that's just funny uh, okay, so let's debunk the crying boy because that's that's been talked about on some other podcasts. And the crying boy is a mass-produced painting, number one. It's out there. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the urban legend comes up around this painting because of a fire that took place in 1985. And a British tabloid called The Sun picks up this amazing story about how a firefighter claimed that when this house caught on fire, this painting was completely undamaged, except that it wasn't just one house. It was in quite a few homes. Wherever there was a house that had this painting, the painting was one of the things that survived, like was barely touched by the flames. So there's kind of two things going on then. Number one, the sensationalism is is the painting starting fires in people's homes, right? And number two, is it starting the fires in the homes and, it's, and then like preserving itself because it's the only thing still untouched change the leading theory behind that though is that there's a varnish that's put on these paintings that is fire retardant and that i can understand this being like in the 80s i can attest this as being a framer a professional framer for a while that in the 80s a lot of things even that come in where we're having to redo them they use string as opposed to a wire Everything today is wire that has the plastic around it even so it's extra protected so you're not like hurting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So the paintings that have the string on them, the string catches on fire, the painting falls off the wall, falls flat on the ground. 
not only does it have flame retardant on it, but it's laying flat on a surface that is also not something that's caught on fire. Simple explanation. That's why the damn things didn't catch on fire. That's why they look like they were barely touched. <laughs> there was also something going around saying that there were fires that happened in the painter's studio. And the painter was um, Giovanni Bregolin, which was the pen name of Bruno Amarillo. He came back and said that none of that was true. There were never any fires in his studio. So somebody else started another urban legend. Yeah. No to the crying boy. That is fake. Fake, fake, fake. We're just not having anybody's shit no, today. Not huh? taking, no, not taking any prisoners today. <laughs> None at all. Let's talk about the Anguish Man, because I want to debunk this one next, because this is dumb. This is... Okay, you, go ahead. you do that one. Yeah, you do this that is one. easily, easily put to rest. Seriously, guys. Just do a fucking test of the paint, first of all. So here's the thing, guys. You can do a luminol test of the paint to see if there actually is blood in it. Number one. If you're going to perpetuate a myth that a painting is haunted because a guy used blood in the paint and then killed himself afterwards, I want two fucking things from you. One, I want a luminol test to find out if there is any blood in the painting at all. And number two, I want to know who the fucking guy was that committed suicide. Because if you can't give me a name, I'm not going to believe you. I'm sorry. It certainly makes it more difficult to believe someone. Is it a creepy ass painting? Absolutely. It looks like he's getting ready to, like, give a blowjob. He does look like that. I cannot deny it. It makes it significantly less creepy when you just, like, right off screen, imagine a huge penis (laughs) about to enter his mouth. (laughs) Well, it also doesn't look human either. It looks actually like a doll in a way. That's because um, its eyes are dark. Right. I am so, that's why. Doll's eyes. Um anyway, uh there is on YouTube under um ghost activity caught on tape, the haunted painting of the Anguishman. They they put a camera on this thing for like eight hours and, and um they came up with uh you can supposedly hear scratching. I literally couldn't and I, and I'm I'm there. I wanna hear it. To be honest with you, I didn't hear any scratching. The second thing was that the door closed. And I have to believe you when you say that there's no draft. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Doors can be also pulled off screen if you really want to make me freaked out. And I, again, I have to believe you. And then the third thing was that you hear something fall off of a shelf or drop. And since you don't see it happening, I don't know. What, what if there is a draft in your house and there was a plastic cup and there's nothing in it and it just blew it off the shelf there's too many like possibilities of what ifs that could happen to to de- debunk that and and if anybody's really serious about this damn painting they would have had it tested by now to see first of all if if it's even true that there's blood in it hey if it is that's a good start like that's like okay someone actually sure. put a piece of their body like in this painting I'm going to be a little bit more apt to believe you just because folklore speaking, there's a lot of stuff where we talk about um, blood being in a ritual. And I could see that the painting of this, if the person was also being cathartic and like getting all this out and was also suicidal, there's a, there's a lot of like energy attached to that then, but nobody's done it. So Come on, man. This Yeah, we're taking like way too much of the, the owner's word, like what's his name? Sean Robinson. Um if he's even the one who um I don't remember. He's the one that claims uh he owns the painting. So what I pull up is uh the painter allegedly stirred his own blood into the paint as he worked on the image. Soon after completing the piece, the artist committed suicide. How long is soon? Like, because <laughs> like soon could mean like five minutes. That would be weird. Or it could have been like six months. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you look at the grand scale of things, soon, soon means nothing. Like, I have to ask my goth <laughs> kids out there, how soon is now? <laughs> but so like, you're welcome. So we don't have the name of the actual painter, 
we're putting a lot of faith in the owner of the painting if like these things are actually happening because even the youtube video now mind you i am of the mindset just because it can be faked doesn't mean it's faked i was while you were talking watching the youtube videos it just it doesn't i've seen way more compelling evidence of other things in videos that have really made me be like hmm okay yeah. you know because skeptic who wants to believe a believer who still needs to be skeptical so it's like Indeed. you know i've seen way more compelling evidence on video of hauntings than that video also um Side note, uh, the article that you possibly also keyed into with this video, 2016, and supposedly the anguished man was going to be coming to uh, coming to life on the big screen. So there's going to be a whole lot of embellishment in that movie. Uh, yeah. Is it going to follow the yes. painter and his story? Because I feel like that would be a, like the first scene of the movie. Should probably. be guy you know killing himself and whatever yeah i see again in development but that <laughs> welcome to hollywood <laughs> in development but everything gets a movie you get a movie and you get a movie and you get a movie my movie would be rad your movie would be rad actually yeah, yeah. the real yeah. chord versus cryptid gets made into a script oh, where you sick. have to go around and do everything yeah that's exciting. I'm in. I know you're in. You'd be in it. I don't think you understand how in I am. <laughs> you could be in it. It's fine. <laughs> you can be you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chord played by myself. <laughs> K-O-R-D played by C-O-R-D. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's get the guys from Lamageddon on that shit. Help us out. <laughs> I liked your movie. <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> Yeah, I need a I need a sick uh, cryptid action flick. I'm going to close on this one because finding cool stories and history that I didn't know, that's fun. We're going to end on a positive note that involves two different portraits that I found out about by accident. So on the list of the quote unquote top 10, you know, is this portrait of Bernardo de Galvez that's located in the Hotel Galvez and... I think, and it's been such a very long time, I think we may have covered the Hotel Galvez in our Texas little mini episode that we did ages ago. But I feel like we should almost redo those and like with Cord because I think they'd be more fun. Anyway, side note. Um, redo which episode? We did Sorry. a whole bunch of like mini episodes on states when we first started out because we were getting states would start listening to us and we wanted to acknowledge our fans in those states. So... Yeah, so we did cover Texas a little bit more recently. Yeehaw! So Hotel Galvez is also named after Bernardo del Galvez. Funny story, Bernardo Gal de Galvez never visited the island of Galveston itself. But yet the hotel was also named after him, as well as the island. There's also a Galvez, Louisiana, too. So who is this guy, right? Supposedly this painting is haunted. I'll get to that in a second. Well, it turns out in my research, I found the second more important portrait, which more recently, as in um, 2014, was finally hung on the walls of Congress in honor of his service to the United States. It took him 231 years to finally make good on a promise. <laughs> Just in time. Yeah, that was made currently hangs on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee room in the Capitol building. There's a little bit more about that and, and the person who got the whole ball rolling on it and found out, found the portrait, found out about this promise and then kind of like made everything come together to have it happen. It's very cool. I don't want to go into all of that at this point, but he was super important during the Re Revolutionary War and I didn't even realize that Galveston was named after this guy. Yeah, so Spain appointed him governor of Louisiana in 1776. When the colonies declare independence from Britain, Galvez sympathized with the revolutionaries and started helping them smuggle weapons and gunpowder and other supplies up the Mississippi River. So in 1779, Spain declared war on Great Britain 
and he raised an army in New Orleans and led troops to capture four British forts, including Baton Rouge and Natchez. God damn. Yeah. He also defeated the British at the Battle of Pensacola in 1781. So he's really a hero and a Hispanic American who, surprise, surprise, nobody talks about. And I certainly didn't learn anything about him. I will say that I'm a fan of Revolutionary War. It's my favorite war as far as, you know, like the history behind it and the artifacts and everything else behind it. But my concentration has always been up here in the North. And since he did a lot in the South, I'm wondering if I just didn't pick up on it on my own. But yeah, we certainly weren't taught it in school. But again, you know, it's like our focus up here in school is always on the revolutionary war sites here that's unfortunate because this guy did a great service to our country and um took 231 years to get recognized so he does have a portrait that's hanging in the capitol building but he has this portrait at the galvez hotel and the story behind this one and i think it's kind of funny and quirky and maybe it's true maybe it's not we'd have to go there see plan a trip you supposedly have to ask the uh, the officer at the desk or whoever's in charge if they're allowed to take a picture of the painting. Because if you don't ask permission, your picture always comes out blurry. I feel like this would be easily debunked by anyone who's been there who's taken a photograph. <laughs> you could just throw it up on Twitter, you know, be like, yeah, here's the picture that I took <laughs> without asking permission. It looks great. You also have... The painting's looking at me as I walk away. His eyes are following me. Well, I feel like that's a common, like, yeah, can do that. Like, yeah. make it, like it's an optical illusion type deal. Yes. Type. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it was like an optical illusion. It's the way like the eyes are shaped. Like they, you, they look like that all the time. Yeah. Oops. And then, then the whole like, I feel cold when I'm standing next to it. I feel like maybe it's just like near an ac air blower that's what i was thinking i'm like now jc's just getting literal with it like well honestly my 86 year old father is freezing cold on 101 day you know (laughs) just like what if it's an old person no offense to old people but you know you get cold offensively you old people you get you get cold easily and this person could be like oh gosh i feel cold and i don't feel well in this area well because maybe you literally are standing underneath an AC unit and it, it's cold. So basically with this one, the portrait uh, getting hung up in the Capitol building was way more interesting than the haunted painting at yeah. the Calves. It's crazy that we never were like, like the, the guy's name was never even mentioned in like school. If he took out, like if he did all that shit is like, you should at least be like mentioned. Just because we're in PA doesn't mean we shouldn't hear about it. But <laughs> in on all fairness, we we our listeners in Texas and Louisiana, please let us know: is this or even like Florida because of the Battle of Pensacola? Um, is Galvez someone that you learned about because he was very important to the Southern part of the Revolutionary War? Yeah, I definitely feel like the the South Revolutionary War doesn't get talked about as much as the North, just because like George Washington wasn't in the South. But again, it could just be that we're not from the South, you know? Right. So here's here's my thing, right? Okay, and he, hear me out on this. The movie, the the Patriot, starring Mel Gibson, oh, fantastic God. movie. Okay, but hear me out, even. Even in that, like, it was pretty obvious that people were like, yeah, Georgie's up north. We we got to do what we can to help Georgie out. Like, and that <laughs> was in the south. Like, <laughs> Georgie. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like when I was in school, most of the uh, Revolutionary War curriculum was, ah, Philadelphia, Benjamin Franklin was there. They didn't really get into it that much. <laughs> Kiki is freaking out over this one, okay? Because Goth Dad on TikTok, I've been following him like 
since I had a TikTok. Okay, when I say I fell in love with this guy, I mean, I fell in love with him in the way that you do fall in love with artists on TikTok. Okay, not like for reals. Don't worry. I don't want to like, no, bang the dude. No, no, I'm good. The one that I have is fine. He's totally freaking cool. He is the lead singer of Vision Video, and that's who we're going to be playing today. But I had a difficult time with um, picking the song for this one. Pick a song. Pick a song. Any song. Vision Video. Amazing goth band. The fact that, like, he was all like, yes, absolutely play my music. I was like, uh, I'm so excited. Okay, so um, based in Athens, Georgia, any of you guys who grew up in the 80s and 90s are going to really love all of the music. And we're going to be playing some other songs, too, especially for spooky season in October. I got a whole lineup of people. Follow Vision Video on TikTok. Goth Dad, he is one of the singers in Vision Video. The song that we're going to be playing today is called Siren's Song. And we'll be back with Spooky Squad news and shout outs or whatever the hell. Disconnect on an intimate level. Lives and lines are put together. And I don't know what you need from me anymore. Take me down into Welcome back, you sons of guns and daughters of witches. I think that's why I say. I don't know. That sounds good. Man, I don't do any intros or outros. I just sit here and listen to you. Uh, well, you're going to... Well, do you, do you want to do an intro? Do you want to do Do you want to do what he just I says don't care, right now? Sure. Okay, wait, wait. The intro's mine, and I no, 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 no. Not the intro intro. I mean, let him do the welcome back this time. Go ahead. I got to fix everything anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you, re- do you really want me to do that? I didn't mean like this episode. Is- oh. No, you're doing it this episode. Yeah, I man. thought you meant this episode, so now it's happening. Uh, do it live. You don't uh, need a script. Come on. Uh, Jace. Uh, Jace. Uh, Jace. Welcome back. This episode <laughs> is such a clusterfuck. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was looking at the number. I'm like, what is this? 57? Yeah. Episode 57. It means nothing. Nothing. Episode chaos. Hey, speaking of chaos, um, guys, go check out Chaotic Good Mage on Twitch. Does uh, gaming on Twitch, but also does a cooking. I've mentioned this before on Twitter. He, uh, his name's Sterling. He also plays Callie Kalanon on Tales of Thern as well, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have him on our show talking about. A surprise subject. I love surprises. I don't. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. If he says yes. Because, you know, he can say no. He could say no. In the meantime, go check out Chaotic Good Mage on Twitch, especially for the cooking section. He takes cookbooks that are from gaming or and he just got the Marvel one that I suggested, which I was so excited. Didn't realize I missed one of the recipes because I was on vacation and didn't watch and i was like oh shit i'm so sorry you fucking bought the book because i suggested it made a recipe and i just totally missed it i have to go back and watch it anyway <laughs> i suck i am the worst podcast friend but anyway if you want to hit join our squad head over to patreon.com slash mission spooky we've got tiers at the one three and five dollar level one single buck gets your undying gratitude a shout out on the cast and a couple of extras we've got the booper reels i still have like three more to do it gets you spoilers if we do spoilers for our movies and it gets you digital downloads of stickers and i am working currently i just got my wacom digital drawing pen and i god damn i have not stopped drawing for like three days straight it was ridiculous (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna do some special stickers just for our patreon folks only that you can print out at home or if you have a cricket and you just want to print out vinyl stickers or do whatever the heck you want then it's 
if you pay a buck, then you have access to my artwork that I'm doing specifically for you guys. And then the $3 level gets you the stat blocks for the cord versus cryptid stuff. Yeah. And and the art card that you can digitally download. The $5 level currently gets you access to the special Discord channel for monthly get-togethers. But we might be adding a couple other things in there. Um, Spotify just came out with Green Room where we can get together and do things with people like privately. So we'll see how that works too. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on there. We do have a Facebook as well. You can join our Discord channel. It's uh, open for everybody. And we have a Redbubble store that sells mostly stickers. And our Teespring store that sells the t-shirts and tote bags only. So all the stickers and coffee mugs and anything else are at Redbubble. Uh, I just uploaded a cutesy version of the Van Meter Visitor to go along with Chris Stone's artwork for us. That's the more badass looking Van Meter Visitor. And uh, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to tag team those. So I'll do kind of like a more cutesy little version of our cryptids. And Chris is going to be doing, continue doing our badass versions. Uh, Somebody going to draw a badass version of me for a sticker? Oh, yeah. That's down the road. (laughs) That was going to, that was actually going to be a surprise, but you fucked it up just now. And now I have to tell you, (laughs) Kiki was working on it. Gord, I was going to make sure that you had a cute. (laughs) I fucking Christmas present. I'm the best. Oh, no, now you just know it's it's not going to be a surprise, but whatever. And we are continuing our Cord versus Cryptid. Now I just took my four week vacation. Thanks for staying with the Get Geeky with Kiki episodes that we've brought over to this show. That's helped us out a lot. And we had a major breakthrough. Thank you to you guys listening to our dumb asses because you pushed us up quite a bit. Yeah, just I'm not going to say anything else. Just keep going because we might actually be able to get sponsors like really soon. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, you guys will have already listened to Ben come on and talk about La Lechuza. And then Ben is also our guest DM for our Cord versus Cryptid, which will air possibly. I think I'm going to put that out next week as a bonus episode. And then we have some new stuff coming out. Hell yeah. Good times. And then Cord and I are working on something super special. And I'm working on other And stuff. you're working on something also super special. So we're, we're going to have a lot yeah. of like little mini segments to uh, fill in the gaps between our regular shows. And I'm looking forward to that because like I said, it, it kind of, let's just keep it under one banner. There's no reason to have multiple podcasts and make Kiki go crazy. You just got to stop looking at that painting. Uh, it's a, it's like my screensaver now. So too late. <laughs> Does anybody do that anymore? Like have screensavers? I do. Uh, yes, I do too. Okay. I didn't want anybody to be like, Oh, boomer. Ugh. Which I'm not one, but, you know, whatever. Okay, boomer. Yeah. The only other shout-out that I have is to a new podcast I just started listening to called Crit Like a Girl. They've got about 13 episodes in, and the story is really interesting so far. And I love this homebrew world that they're developing. It's it's very, very cool. That's it for me. Any guys got anything extra to add? Please fund this so I can quit my job and just do this 24-7, <laughs> please. And thank you. <laughs> I hate everything my life is hell and I just want I just want it to be over. Thanks. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> Dark thoughts with JC. <laughs> wow. I was I was gonna say maybe uh that threw me off my fucking game. What the fuck, dude? Holy shit. <laughs> JC, at this time I just wanna let you know that you're patreon subscription ran out i know I oh no hard and something and i'm just too lazy to go through and update it maybe maybe in august oh, the straw that broke the camel's back can't right even there. fund yourself i know <laughs> well, okay so today i took my car in for inspection and it's gonna cost like two thousand dollars oh fuck that wait is that that red car with like that's all beat up and shit yeah okay but the beat upness isn't what needs to be fixed oh it's no the... i know i just you know you know you know what i found helps what 
and this is something I learned a long time ago. Uh, I just, whenever I'm not in crisis mode, I never spend any money ever. So when it's like, oh, your car's going to explode if you don't spend $3,000, I go, okay, here it is. Because I just don't spend it. See, Cord, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> if I have $7 to spend, I'm going to spend Everybody I know is the opposite. Uh... <laughs> Everybody I know is the opposite. Taking us out today is our musical guest, Vision Video, with their song, Siren Song. Stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Via, if you could, uh, possibly uh, tea leaves. Tea leaf messages. Thanks. Ooh, that has the added bonus of requiring to sip tea. I know, right? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm down. It's a win-win-win. A story cast into the deep And I don't even know if this is me anymore With your love you pull me under tonight As I drift away You're calling out to the Song. As a wall.